1: Good morning. It is Wednesday, December 14th. It is six minutes after 11. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. Thank you so much for listening this morning. And I feel like I'm going to pull a Frank Costanza right around Festivus. (laughs) I got a lot of problems with you people. (laughs) Because for the seventh year in a row, Americans name dissatisfaction with the government as the biggest problem. I got a lot of problems with you people. On average, 19% of U.S. adults have mentioned, in some form or another, that government is the biggest problem facing the country.
0: It beat uh, inflation, mm-hmm. economy, immigration, COVID-19. It's government, and so this is where, and we, you know, we've talked about this before. I struggle with this because people keep telling you that they are unhappy mm-hmm. with their government, either as in the government as a collective, or the people in the government. And yet when presented with an opportunity to do something about it, mm-hmm. they keep defaulting to the same Beep. people. Right. And it's that whole thing of if you keep doing the same thing you've always done, mm-hmm. you're going to keep getting the same results you've always got. I It it just, it blows my mind of how people can identify the problem and they're right, which is the government is the problem, Mm -hmm. but then refuse to do anything about the problem.
1: Well, as we mentioned earlier, the accountability meeting begins on January 3rd. But when you say (laughs) the government is the biggest problem in this past year, don't you mean the Democrats? Because they're the ones who have had a majority of, I mean, the White House, Senate, and the House of Representatives.
0: Right. So- and, 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 well, you're, you're 100% You're 100% correct. And look at their election results, right? You sent, I mean, while the Republicans technically took the House, mm-hmm. you sent the same group of people back to be in charge of the Senate. You actually, well, I guess in cinema left, it's sort of a push in terms of their, their numbers. But you sent a guy, and that includes a guy who, who opened his debate with hi good night everybody mm-hmm. so i i recognize and maybe it's just all liberty conservative minded people who are the ones who are saying the government is the biggest problem but i ask this to people all the time and i will say other than the us military Can you identify anything that our country does really well in terms of the federal government that you would say that is a really well-run operation? And I'm giving military, I'm including military, not because they're efficient, but they are effective Mm -hmm. when given the freedom to be effective, which is what they should be, which is train killing machines. Now, efficient, no. Cost-effective, no. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the military, when they are allowed to do the thing that they're supposed to do, they're pretty good at that. Other than, and people can't name it. I've asked people this for years and yet we keep allowing the same people who couldn't run a rallies if their life depended on it to make life or death decisions over us as a nation.
1: Well, it is so hard to break through. I mean, with all the money that gets funneled into the same players over and over again, if you're somebody new on the outside who wants to run, how do you do that? How do you break through and and get some name recognition to get into office? I
0: had a conversation the other day with someone who is considering running for a fairly high-profile pub, public office, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to name this person because I would not want their potential path the public office to be derailed by openly associating with me and they were asking this question because one of the things that i'm really good at one of the reasons i'm here is Mm -hmm. i understand how to win in politics and and that this is the one of the things this person is struggling with because they are not an overly flamboyant person they are a highly competent person they would be a very qualified person for this position they would probably do a very good job they have ideas and you know i told this person i said this is the thing that I, I can't relate to because, you know, I, I told her, I said, I'm telling you things that I would do and that have been effective for me and that I have observed for others that might have worked. But you are not me. And in a world where the incumbent has such an inherent advantage because of the ability to participate in legalized vote buying. Mm -hmm. I mean, Todd Young said it straight to my face, that Saks pancake. House. He's going to keep spending. He's going to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. It, no, No matter what the ramification is because and and we got off the covid because he was he was stuck on covid i said okay take covid out of the equation take the six trillion you added to the debt of the 11 trillion because of covid you still added five trillion which should make you want to throw up all over yourself and he said well those are entitlements for the most part i'm not i'm not doing anything to social security i'm not reforming medicare uh why not because it's legalized vote buying. It doesn't matter whether it's bad for the long term of the country. It doesn't matter whether it's bad for the people he's elected to represent. Politicians are locked into legalized vote buying. And this happens, you know, it's easy for us to say, well, the Democrats are to blame. And this is a national survey, so the Democrats control Washington. But look at our state. If you were to tell somebody, you stop them on the street, and say, I'm going to identify a government for you. You tell me if this government is run by Democrats or Republicans. Mm-hmm record government, mm-hmm. record spending, record taxation, a massive massive social programs, a massive socialized medicine program, uh, emboldening of lunatic left uh, leftists in the public education system. People would say, well, those are Democrats, right. but they're not, right. It's the state we have here. And so we are doing the same thing, right? We keep complaining about the thing, but then we don't do anything. To change the thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to find somebody who's competent, but they also have to be likable. They need to be genuine, because I think the American people are just sick of being sold lies that you can see right through. But they also have to have the ideas that are similar to what the voters want. And, you know, for people to say that government's the biggest problem of this year. Well, no kidding. I mean, look at our president. It's filled with failure, weakness, chaos. Uh, People's personal finances are going in the toilet because of his policies. He's making foreign policy blunders left and right Look what's happening at the border with illegal immigration. He's not leading. We're still dealing with supply chain issues. So you have to... He He's not leading. And yes, there's... No kidding. The government is the big problem. Let's change gears and go to something a little more fun. Our boss sent us this note. <laughs> and uh, there's a winning Powerball ticket out there that has not been turned in. Yes. This is like a, an alert. Is this you? They're holding on to money for you.
0: It is due tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow's the day. Mm-hmm. If you don't turn it in, you lose it. And this Powerball ticket is worth $2 million. Someone has or had, mm-hmm. maybe at this point, two million million in their possession. Now, this this uh ticket was purchased at the mcclure oil number 53 Mm -hmm. located at 67 east main street in rusheville on june 18th 2022 so we've really narrowed it down right like how many how many powerball tickets did the mcclure oil in Mm rusheville sell like we should probably have this narrowed down to less than 100 people and yet somebody had two million dollars at their disposal.
1: Mm-hmm. And they don't even know it. Or they know it and they're waiting until the very last second.
0: I don't get this. See, I don't understand this. Why would you do that?
1: Uh, I don't know. To get their ducks in a
0: row? Here is what. Get I, your financial advisor. Look, I mean, let's say you won that Powerball. Let's say that you had that. Wouldn't you be sprinting to the nearest? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you find three of your friends who are heavily armed and sprint to the nearest Powerball location? Along with an attorney. Right. And why would you wait? People wait all the time. You hear this quite a bit. Why would you do
1: that? Yeah. uh, So you're thinking that this is a situation of somebody won and they don't even know it.
0: Uh, They forgot. Well, and here's what I did. Because David, our boss, sent this to us. Mm -hmm. And my wife has a terrible habit of doing this. Now, she does not play nearly as much as she used to. But she would have like five Powerball tickets in her purse. And... It would be like, "Why do you have these in your purse?" She's like, "Well, I gotta check them to see if I won." Mm-hmm.
2: You Did have you make to check a check. Them.
0: It was it was like five weeks ago. Like uh-huh. we could be millionaires and we don't know. And so I asked her yesterday. I said, "You have not bought like I have no idea why my wife would be at the Roucheville right. McClure Oil, but didn't hurt to ask. Right. Have you been to the Roucheville McClure Oil? Do you have any outstanding Powerball tickets? No, I have none. Okay, are you sure? Yeah." Who doesn't check their
1: ticket? Well, that's why I, I haven't felt the need to check because I know that I haven't been to that location. But uh, if you what have...
0: If what if they're wrong? What if they meant to say, uh, instead of the Rocheville McClure Oil, what if they meant to say the Avon BP? What if it's a typo? <laughs> what? Why would you not check your ticket the next day, that night, whatever?
1: Well, if you have uh, purchased a Powerball ticket recently, make sure you check it because this $2 million ticket needs to be claimed by four thirty tomorrow yeah. and we know we know for a fact rob that if you had won you'd already be renting out that yes. second story yes. apartment across from the state house mm-hmm. so that you could uh put that sheet out the window yes. with messages for all the legislators for those
0: of you who are new to the program we've <laughs> talked about what you would do if you won the powerball now if you won the 450 or 500 million dollar powerball i would i would take this to a much higher level, but mm-hmm. let's say you want a, and I'm doing air quotes here, a smaller Powerball, like $2 million. $2 million. The first thing I would do is find out what it costs to rent one of the buildings across from the government center slash state house. Something mm-hmm. like with the building where Lock Miller's is or something like that. And I would, from the second story window, mm-hmm. drape a giant bed sheet mm-hmm. out like Kramer did on Seinfeld when the Kenny Rogers left. Yeah. And it would simply say, Holcomb and Young suck. And I would force (laughs) them to look at that every single day when they walked or drove in or whatever to work. Uh, Speaking of politicians who are not living up to their end of the bargain.
1: Who want more money for
0: doing a mediocre job? Now, look, Casey, I'm not going to say that I use this show to settle personal grudges. But, we're, but the, we're the number eight midday talk show in America, in, in America, according to Barrett News Media, which mm-hmm. came out today. You can see that at Robin Kendall over on Twitter. So clearly, mm-hmm. uh, we have an impact on the people. And I think one of the things people love more than anything else is when I use my very powerful platform to settle personal grudges. Mm-hmm. And remember yesterday, yeah, talked about needing help. Uh, in my little town of Brownsburg yeah. because cluel- the council, the yeah. town
1: council wants a raise. Cl-
0: clueless Chris Worley and his buddies on the council are trying to ruin my little town like little piggies at the trough giving themselves massive races for doing a terrible job. Well, apparently that inspired mm-hmm. one of the councilmen to say, hey, I'd like to come on with you guys and talk about these little piggies and talk about how bad this thing is. You
1: are changing the world. Absolutely. One city at a time, one burg at a time. Maybe that's
0: what I should start a new business i will save your town and here's the price
1: <laughs> okay so we're going to talk to him coming up yes, right
0: town uh, town councilman brian jesson we'll talk about the little piggies in brownsburg
1: all right that's on the way from 93 w i b c
3: have you seen the little piggies crawling in the dirt and all. Forever-
1: 93 WIBC.
0: More. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Casey, remember yesterday? Yeah. Remember we were talking about my little beloved town of Brownsburg? Mm hmm. And remember how we were talking about the little piggies at the trough? <laughs>
1: the little piggies? The, yes. How
0: there are three councilmen who mm-hmm. have their snouts formally, formally stuck in the trough and they're trying to give themselves like a 40% raise, like Mm $5,000, while they're saying, well, there's no money for extra police officers or there's no money for a water and sewer plant without the massive water and sewer rating increase. Remember that yesterday we were talking about that? Yes. And we are talking about how there's some brave people in our town who are fighting the little piggies at the trough. Mm -hmm. Well, we have on the drivehubler.com hotline uh, one of the brave souls who is fighting the little piggies at the trough, Brian Jessen, member of the Brownsburg Town Council. Brian, tell us what's going on and why. There are three members of the governing body of my beloved little town of Brownsburg who are so self-absorbed they're trying to give themselves a gigantic raise while raising my utility rates. What's going on?
2: <laughs> well, good, to, good to talk to you guys this morning. Hey, it it started about oh, I'd say two two months ago. Uh, every year that each town is required to pass what's called a salary ordinance public officials. Um, it's it is not set forth in the budget. The money is in the budget, but not the salaries are called out specifically. So the the salary ordinance was brought forward to the council. So you say, uh, you, say city, you say you set
0: your own pay, right? Like you guys decide I make X and you vote on your own pay.
2: Technically yes. That's exactly what we do.
0: Talk about the Fox watching the hen house.
2: <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so the salary the salary ordinance got brought forward and, and went through first reading and was presented to us. And it got caught at the time by three of us that there was some information in the salary ordinance that didn't make a lot of sense, and one of which was a fifty-two percent raise uh, to the town council members uh, for their base pay. Wait, 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 out. wait!
0: So they were giving, so they're proposing this massive pay increase, and three of you guys didn't even know. They didn't even tell you. They didn't come to you and say, "Would you like a pay increase?" It was just there.
2: It was just presented in the salary ordinance. There was nothing called out on it or anything. There's been no discussion with the council <laughs> back and forth either to talk about uh, any sort of increase. So okay. during during first reading, we asked about it. It got brought up, and, and apparently two councilmen have brought this forward and taken it upon themselves uh, to see that the council gets paid better for the time and energy that they put in. And then the other concern is that future candidates when they want to run for office will be better compensated if they become on the town council so we'll we be able to attract better candidates so think about and this said,
0: think about this casey their argument is we're doing such a terrible job that we have to pay people more to do this job mm-hmm but we'll be the ones getting all the money Mm -hmm. for the raise that we say is for other people to do the – because we're doing such a terrible job. Mm. Does that make sense?
2: It's for the future.
0: It's for the children and the future, Casey. (laughs) Yes. Okay, go ahead, Brian. What's happening?
2: Well, and specifically, it was brought forward, Rob, by two councilmen who ran totally unopposed in the last election. Yeah, they just Uh, got (laughs) reelected! Ran Mm -hmm. unopposed. Ran unopposed, both uh, in the primary as well as the general election. In fact, our town council president has ran twice – for town council and has been unopposed both times, so technically, as I put it, they've signed up to be on the town council.
0: Yeah. So, so, and we believe in shaming and naming names here. So, you're t- you're talking about, by the way, Brian Justin of the Brownsburg Town Council is our guest. You're talking about professional ribbon cutting attendee Travis Tashane, right? That's who you're talking about. That's, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we have uh, made some progress on this. Brian's fought very hard. You have gotten one member of the group to flip. And so now there's a vote coming up on what is it, It is on Thursday, right? About whether the little 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 piggies are gonna keep their snouts in the trough or whether they're gonna do the right thing for the taxpayers. Tell us what, what is happening.
2: Well, one councilman on first reading did propose changing the amount uh, to a lesser amount, so he knocked it down by about $2,000. So now it's down to about a 31% increase. Mm. Um, They thought that might be the better way to get it passed. Uh, Town Councilman Simpson followed me on second reading and said this really isn't the right time for this. um, And I have been actively calling. Uh, at least two members of the council about this, saying that really, there's so many other things that are going on right now, and are more important than giving us a little bit of a raise type thing for the work we put in. I mean, I didn't, I didn't run for town council because I technically ran twice and have beaten several people to be on the council. Um, I didn't sign up or do all of this stuff just to make money. I did this because I want to serve my community. And we uh, we are at a point where we've got some massive retirements coming through our police department uh, and every year that they've been some requests for just police officers, not necessarily huge pieces of equipment or fancy this or that. We're just talking regular police officers. We were told this year that the police uh, department requested three new officers and they were only told that they could have two. Yeah. My question was at that point, is this why we could only have two? Because we had to make sure there was Money to give us a raise. Yeah. Now, over- overall, it affects the budget about thirty-five thousand dollars for the year. It's not a lot of money. But thirty-five thousand dollars, for instance, will take care of the increase that we have in one of the contracts for the police department for our tasers, because that went up fifty-two percent from last year. So, and so, so, real,
0: real, real quick, Brian. So this is the thing, right? I think this is, and sometimes look, I'm I'm a grudge settler, and I use this small little radio show that I have sometimes to settle uh, personal grudges. Um, but uh, no. the, the, the the point is that this happens all over the place, right? Like, not necessarily this exact thing, Casey, but. These we we showcase these things because they happen all over the place and people need to be aware of how these people set their salaries and it's just egregious that these it's government right there's no money for the water and sewer plant your rates keep going up there's no money for the police department to have the extra officer but yet they find $35,000 to give themselves pay increases
2: Well, the other thing that irritates me was there was no discussion as a council about this during the budget process. It was just quietly put into the salary ordinance, thinking that we would vote on it and nobody would catch it. And
0: what's the deal with clueless Chris Worley? Because Chris, and this is another example, fired by the voters, Casey, did a terrible job. The voters said get out, gets reinserted by party insiders. This isn't right, is it? Brian, the guy's fired and he's giving himself a big pay increase.
2: Well, he did. He did come forward when the, the gentleman that beat him uh, had to resign, and did put his name in again and, and appealed to it. So I'll give him a little bit of credit that at least he came forward with that. But I think I've, I've had some good conversations with Chris over the last couple of days. I think uh, Chris is kind of now on the fence, especially after seeing what was talked about at the police commission meeting last night about money and everything else. So I, I think there's there's an opportunity here. But I've, I've been begging people to reach out to the council and say this is ridiculous. I mean, there are so many other more important things that we should be focused on right now than seeing that we get a pay increase of some kind for the part-time job that we're putting in
0: all right if people want to help save my little town (laughs) and they would like to whether you live in brownsburg or not they say want to do the right thing for rob kendall i want to reach out to these three little piggies on the town council that have their snouts firmly engrossed in the in the trough how can they contact you guys to tell the little piggies to do the right thing
2: Send an email to towncouncil at brownsburg.org. Brian Jessen of the Brownsburg Town Council, we appreciate you
0: doing the right thing, and thanks for trying to save my little town. <laughs> thanks, guys. You bet. You're
1: listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Home yes! Home. Yes! Uh-huh. Where the are blue. You know you love singing to this
0: one. Sweet has there come a point, though, where you, where you are just like,
1: huh?
0: I've, Alabama. I've, I've exhausted myself of a song?
1: I just find this is one that you can just listen to. You don't have to listen to it on repeat over and over again, but... But after yeah. 50
0: years...
3: It's still fun. I think if it was good enough for Zevon, it's good enough for us all. Warren
0: Zevon did not pilfer this song with Werewolves of London. <laughs> It, Kevin. Huge
3: influence.
1: <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's 1135. Okay, so we got a lot of really good phone calls at 317-684-8444 that uh, last hour. We didn't get through all of them, so let's continue on.
0: Uh, yes, before we do that, though, I'd like to just have a moment of personal privilege, and you're involved in this, so it's not really personal privilege, but... I'm doing it because it makes me look good. Does that make sense? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. So as we uh, humbly told our audience earlier today, Barrett News Media, Mm -hmm. which is a gigantic Uh, organization, named us the number eight Mm -hmm. midday talk show in America. Mm -hmm. And we've just got to get Bill Cunningham to get arrested or (laughs) fired, because he was number one. uh, He's on WLW, the big station in Cincinnati. And I think we could move up by this time next year to number one, which would make sense because you may remember, Casey, I've told you this numerous times, when I was about 11 years old and my dad asked me, what, what do you want, what is your life's ambition? Mm-hmm. I told him, I want to be the number one midday talk show in America, according to Barrett News Media. So, hopefully <laughs> with continued audience participation, we
1: can make that happen. Yeah, and
0: and so we had pondered the question since Tony was named yesterday
1: as number two for
0: the morning right. section, mm-hmm. and our boss, David. David Wood who is a fabulous boss thank you for the job David um, sent out a a post that rivaled um <laughs> I'm trying to think of great novels like a like a Fabio, like a like a dime store uh, mm-hmm. 400 page fabio uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, novel that I was couldn't wait for ours and in, to David's credit we did get the mm-hmm. station wide or the I guess the company wide uh, email yeah. Noting our incredible accomplishment here in the middays.
1: I'm just wondering who's going to reply all. Well, this is the no point. No one will.
0: Yeah, because when it's, you know, <laughs> welcome Fred. Fred has entered a position as low-level marketing. There's 93 replies to people welcoming Fred to the position. And now we're doing things that actually make the people money around here. And no one's replied to anything.
3: Well, they haven't heard Fred's political views yet. <laughs>
0: it's because
1: your coworkers know how you feel about the reply all.
3: <laughs> yes, you know that's what right.
1: I I have to tell you um, I'm I'm most proud of us because we were going up against um, some some really yeah. really big guns and really big heritage call letters like KMOX in mm-hmm. St. Louis and KDKA and and shows that have been together or been doing it by themselves for years. Yes. And here we are. Yes. Yeah. Little Rob Kendall and little Casey Daniels, yep. eight months in. We're number eight. And we got the ocho.
0: We're number eight. <laughs> we're number Like, eight. let's look up, let's look up right now. Uh here we go, Casey. I'm gonna do this on the air, which is always great radio. College basketball <laughs> rankings. Who are we Who's if we were eight? college basketball? Let's mm-hmm. see here. Obviously, Purdue is number one. Oh, we're Kansas. Oh, okay. Hey. We're Kansas. There of the, you we go. are the Kansas. That's pretty good to be the Kansas. The
1: Kansas of of, of mid market midday. radio yeah. Radio. Yeah.
0: Shows. No. We're, yeah. So anyway, we, we wanted to thank our boss for sending mm-hmm. out that fabulous uh, email. I look forward to uh, our, all of our coworkers as they do anytime uh, someone is hired, uh, you know, to man the front desk mm-hmm. or enter in, into any sort of job, even if they don't even work in our building and we'll never meet them. There's ninety-seven thousand reply all. Alls, mm-hmm. Surely our coworkers will congratulate us with the reply "alls" for that uh And let's
1: let's just be honest. We got the all Indianapolis employee yes. email mm-hmm. like Tony Katz. Got, yeah, there's so no there's for, n- for once. Yeah,
0: we no totally. Our boss really stepped up, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure this the congratulations will be flooding in. They're okay, come uh, rolling in. voicemail. So uh, I will be gone uh, Thursday and Friday and Monday. Mm-hmm. And then I will be back Tuesday and Wednesday to wrap up our year together. Nice. And so wanted to go out. There were several phone calls of people uh, saying what they thought of me. And I did not want these people, since I won't be here the next couple days, Mm -hmm. wanted to give the, because, you know, hate mail goes right to the front of the line. Right. uh, Several calls of people wanting to uh, express their opinion. Tell uh, you that you're number eight. Right. There you go. I
2: have got the money making idea for you. Here it goes. We take Rob, we get him an OnlyFans page, and what he does is he just sits there and he doesn't say a damn word. <laughs> I think people pay for that. Oh boy.
1: <laughs> I like his personality. Yeah. He sounds like he's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh that that could be true. You could make some money doing that.
0: Uh somebody called. They're a big fan of yours. They uh well, not so much me. No. Oh.
2: Hey there, Kendall and Casey. This is Steve Throw. I just wanted to give you a call and let you know the show rocks. But that Rob dude, he's got something going on in his head like a loose jar of marbles. But that Casey, oh my, she's a wonderful lady. So you guys have a wonderful day. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> okay, that was re- <laughs> that was my brother. I sent him ten bucks to make that phone call.
0: <laughs> um, okay, uh, one more. Uh, someone uh, had a comment. Uh, I guess this person thinks I have an ego of some sort.
2: Oh. Howdy, y'all. Just wanted to give you a little bit of an alert. I'm out here in Putnam County, and it seems that Rob Kendall's ego has gotten so big that we can see his head from here. (laughs) It is swollen, massive, and looks like it's about to pop. That is an alert. Thank you. He's going to send out text
1: alerts. There's a Rob Kendall eco sighting. Imagine how I feel in this studio every day.
0: Okay, so when we come back, Kevin Mm -hmm. told me something that he did yesterday that totally blew my mind. I could not believe this is how he spent his time and his vast fortune. (laughs) And you have an issue with your dog. I I need some advice, really,
1: when it comes to the dog, the pup. Yeah, Yeah. okay. So we're going to get to those?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right, (laughs) it's coming up. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.
3: You hear a little similarities?
0: No similarities whatsoever.
3: It's Ken
1: LaCasey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is 1144. What's the
0: Kid Rock song that sounds exactly like that? All Summer Long? Yes. Yeah. Now, there, now, that is a similarity. So he kind of
3: sampled this, didn't he? But he also, also sampled Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> so he knew that the two
0: songs season. are you almost one and the same. This is the last segment we have together for a week. <laughs> stop. We're not going out <laughs> like this. Uh...
1: You want to talk about what Kevin did?
0: This is the Kendall and Casey show, by the way. It is ninety-three WIBC. I said that. So, oh, did you? Yeah, Sorry, you, were, I was just you were totally focused on yeah. Kevin being horrible. <laughs> um, so every day, about eight thirty-ish, I pop into the little side studio where Kevin's pulling our audio for the day, and I basically say, uh, you know, Kevin, what's going on? What's happening? Tell mm-hmm. me about what's happening in your life, and then uh, I, I will usually follow up with, did you do anything fun yesterday? Mm-hmm. And Kevin looks at me with a straight face and says, yeah, I went to a Russian deli. Hmm. Yes. And I looked at him and I said, and I did not use in the world, but I said, what in the world Mm -hmm. is that? (laughs) And you proceeded to tell me that there is actually a place that identifies itself as a Russian Russian deli. And I asked you, what does that mean? Like they serve Siberian tiger, or like what? Yeah. What? 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 In the world is, what a, Russian is a Russian deli? Russian I had no idea these things even exist. Tell me what well, these are.
3: So first off, this is my favorite Russian deli in Indianapolis. <laughs> uh, is there
0: more than one?
3: I I'm not sure, uh, but this one it's called Babushkas, and of course it is. Uh, which I think means grandmother mm-hmm. in Russian. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, they have fish. They have uh, deli meats. They have like chocolate and when they have you all roll, kinds of when stuff. you
0: roll into a Russian deli. By the way, this is totally out of the way of where you live. So you had to drive. What'd you say? Like 20 minutes in the opposite direction of where you live.
3: Yeah, it's on West 86th Street. So you're so it's ba- on the north side.
0: So you're basically 40 minutes in plus the trip home. If it's 20 minutes there and then 20 minutes coming back, so you put 40 minutes of time and and costly gasoline well, was, into the yeah, trip. Yeah, 20
3: minutes. Up up there and then, like forty-five minutes. Right, back right. Home. So yeah. you're
0: adding twenty minutes. What? Yes. Oh,
1: I. What makes it a Russian deli different from any other deli?
0: Yes, thank you. Well,
1: is they it like they, kosher or they something. They have like all what's... kinds
3: of items just from Russia and Eastern Europe, and they have wine. They have um help the, on that though. It's imported from Russia. Like there is a yeah, dock where like,
0: the Russian mm-hmm. meats are shipped in.
3: I don't know. I, I imagine the meats would probably come from Chicago. Yeah.
0: Um, so it's a Chicago. Maybe, it's
3: from like a Russian, probably from like an Eastern European distributor or something along those lines. This is what, what I'm asking. But, makes it but so they special. also they also have pierogies. Mm-hmm. This is what just, we're
0: asking you, Kevin. Is what like wh- Why is it called Russian? Does it actually come from Russia? And well, it yeah, a,
3: it's stuff from Russia.
0: Okay, it's at a t- that,
1: like, but you, from Chicago.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, some of the stuff probably. But I mean, the wine, the uh, the alcohol there was from Russia. This is the terrible. China- Oh, you booklet. have to stop
0: this, Kevin, because we're at war with Russia. You can't be. What if they're? What, no. Well, see, I didn't even think about that. Yes. Um, so, yeah.
1: He sits in here every day for three hours, and he didn't. That didn't enter his mind. How many
0: times have we talked about what's going on with the U.S. and Russia? Now, this probably is a fabulous local business, but I would be very concerned when you go in there. Mm-hmm. Is it like? Is it are Russian people working the counter? Is there like an armed Russian guard at the front door?
3: I've, there's an older Russian couple, and you are know they that, speaking the, Russian? Yeah, speaking Russian. The people that go there are Russian. I'm, do they speak I'm, English too? Yeah, they speak English too.
0: How do you know what to order?
3: Well, it, you just look around. I mean, they he have the, they have the glass with the... Uh, all the meats and you know <laughs> baloney and sausage and all that stuff. So you just kind of, I just kind of point and.
0: is it like Eddie and Christmas, uh, are in Christmas or in Vegas Vacation? Give me some of the yellow. Right. <laughs> I, uh, today I had that at because I brought donuts in for everyone. I know. And I did. forgot what chocolate chips were called. Have you ever had a brain cramp?
1: Well, I did earlier when I was trying to come up with the word kosher. Yeah. So I <laughs> but
0: the the donuts I get you guys are, always are the vanilla frosting with mm-hmm. chocolate chips, and I was pointing at them and. They The guy goes, "You want the one with the chocolate chip?" And I said, "Yes, that's terrible." He goes, "That's what I do all day. People just point at things, and I know what they're talking about, and I identify what they are." So you walk in there, and you're just like looking for things that look good, and just point, and they just peel it away and go.
3: Yeah, I'm just loading up on stuff. Have Uh, you ever bought?
1: Have you ever bought the wine?
3: Yeah, I've got. I've had the wine. They have wine from Romania, and uh, okay, so that's going to be old world
1: wine. So does it have the tannins in it? The what? Lady, you, lady use Explain a term from this us. century. <laughs> the stuff that gives you a hangover.
0: You mean alcohol in the wine?
1: No, 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 no. There's a difference I because have, if you I have no if idea. you use if you drink old world wine, they don't have the tannins in it, which causes the headache.
3: I didn't. I didn't even know there was like a difference, like old world wine. That's uh, mm-hmm. fascinating. Okay, we're she, gonna we're
1: gonna have to put. You're this, a
3: woman of culture.
1: <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to put this on the uh, life lesson. <laughs> True story.
0: Well, Kevin and I went to our mentoring session last week, and we invited Casey, and we thought <laughs> th- she was gonna like pound some brews with us. And she's like, "I'd like a bottle of your finest wine, please." <laughs> I not. No, you I did not. You were a wine She was looking. That's... You were looking over the wine menu. You were asking these. You were asking the poor server, "Does this have a hint of cherry <laughs> with it?" <laughs> yeah, you are so full <laughs> (laughs) of it. I asked if they
1: had any because, quite frankly, the place that we went to really didn't have that great of a wine list, and I knew that going in, it was going to be Because it
0: was a bar, Casey! (laughs) No one goes to a bar to drink wine!
1: Okay, you know what? You had a pitcher of Long Island That's what you drink at a bar? It was a pitcher!
3: Yes! You had wine at Sully's Grill, too. That's right.
1: I did, and that was good. Yeah. Yeah. The, the wine at Sully's Grill was better than the wine we had at the mentorship program. Okay. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> we, we have to move on from this. I was totally floored that that's what you did, but Kevin is a world traveler, so it makes, makes sense. Um, real quick, <laughs> we need an update on a story that we talked about the mm-hmm. other day, because I think another party foul may have occurred. We had talked about how there was someone who li- who who works in this building mm-hmm. who had is was going on a first date yeah. with someone that appeared to be a blatant violation of the theory of two right which is everyone gets a number mm-hmm. and everybody should be physically and this is hard for me because I don't notice phys- people's physical appearances of course but this appeared to be a very large violation of a theory of two whereas
1: maybe the young lady was very attractive.
0: Well, I'm not saying that. Maybe I'm just...
1: more so than the young man.
0: And this person works in radio, so I was trying to figure out what is the angle here for this. Again, it's not like my father owns General Electric. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to figure out, and I asked him, I said... Because I try to mentor other younger people in the building like I do, Kevin. Not to the extent I do, Kevin, but I try to do this in general. And I said, "What?" <laughs> I didn't want to say, "What do you possibly have to offer this person?" <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, so I didn't word it what quite like that. What are
1: you to lure her in but, your man? But I, but I
0: said, "What? What is your plan here?" And this is where the the person had said, "I plan to take this person shopping." Yeah. And I'm going. Well, to, I loved the idea. In addition to buying, but this is in addition to buying them di- drinks and dinner and everything else. Mm-hmm. And he's going to spend like a hundred dollars mm-hmm. worth of clothes on this person. And I think, if I recall, we had collectively agreed this was a terrible idea.
1: No, no, I was on board with it.
0: Kevin, you and I, the people with common sense, the yeah. men in the room, had agreed this was a terrible idea. Yeah, Casey thought it was a good idea. Just I thought it she sounded thought, fun.
3: Yeah, it's great that you get someone to buy you. A bunch no, but of I, stuff. but
1: I also put the amendment on it that I thought it may be more fun if they went thrift store shopping instead, yes. and they could do a little self-deprecating right. humor. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It Don't have to be nice new clothing. Let's just because you the know. problem is
0: there's no way you're going to top this on the monetary availability right. that this person has. You're, you're. It's an A plus 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 first date. The problem is you got to do... Date number two. What do you do? Two, three, four, five. And you have to live up to that. Right. Absolutely. It's, it, it is just... It, it, there, this leads to nowhere. Mm-hmm. And however, Kevin pointed out to me, and I feel like this is a major party foul, on this person's Instagram, yeah. in what do they call that? It's not a post. It's not like... the on Reels? His, is that what is called Story. real stories? Story. Yes, where okay. it disappears. Yeah. He has posted a photo of him with, with what appears to be this girl, like they're hugging or something, uh-huh. but there is no context to the photo. Oh. It's is that am, am I right? Is that what you showed me? It's, yeah, just, it's just a photo of, of them. No context, not my girl, my best friend. My future We're life partner. So
1: we don't know if this picture was taken on that. We don't, we
3: don't know. Really know. We don't know if, it e- if it's even the uh, same girl. The, pr- and the oh. and, and,
0: and, right. It appeared to be the same girl, but I could not say definitively for sure.
1: If it's not the same girl, we got. Well, player. So we have a player in the house. This opens
0: a whole other <laughs> bar of worms. But the but the issue here is, if indeed it is the same girl.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like- He's making it social media.
0: Less than a week, because that was Thursday. Yeah. Today is Wednesday. Mm -hmm. We are less than a week into this relationship- Accelerated in And a no context arm around you post mm -hmm. without her being tagged in it, in which maybe she hasn't even seen the post. Maybe they don't follow each other on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Maybe they do, but that appears to be a rapid movement.
1: Yeah. And well, he's not here, we can't ask uh, him. We how tried.
0: That. We did try. We got we to we do, gotta find out. We wanted to drag his went. ass in here and say, what What in the world is wrong with you? Explain yourself to our entire listening audience.
1: Yeah. So, uh, well, apparently she she knew the, photo was being taken, but why didn't he tag her? Are they not... Exactly. Are they not following each other?
0: Exactly. This is my point. The no tag, no content. And it's not like it's on his Instagram like as a... whatever they call it. Is that a post where it's permanent and you Mm -hmm. can see it? It's not like he put it there. It will disappear after a certain period of time. So either that's going on or Mm -hmm. you are offering her up to some guy who looks like Jimmy G who... To steal a phrase from Pitbull, is about to fall on yo girl. Hmm. This is a major party foul to me.
1: Yeah. Am I wrong? No, we gotta we gotta find out what's going on. Well,
0: there. that is your job over the next couple of days. Okay. And Kevin, you can get in on this too. Kevin, am I wrong? Is that was it's it, not. A, yeah,
3: we were kind of in the same boat Okay, with that.
1: Wanting, wanting to know what's happening there. We'll get an update, okay? We'll I'm let everybody cons- know. I'm
0: very concerned for this guy.
1: And maybe he'll even identify himself. I doubt it now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we were going to talk about- Don't my- tell us your
0: business if you don't want us in your business. <laughs> just He should have just told Rob I have no plans tonight.
1: You know what he should have said? He should have said, Rob, this is a secret. I need you to keep it on the down low, and you would have. I would have, because I'm yeah. a great
0: secret keeper, but he yeah. did not say that. All
1: right, thank you, Rob. Enjoy a couple days off. Kevin, good job today, and thank you for listening. We're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey, number eight on 93 WIBC.